Please join me in prayer. We shall all be free. We shall all be free. We shall all be free. Blessed Pride, St. Mark's. <laughs> lift it up, lift it up. <laughs> Blessed Pride, New York City. <laughs> and Blessed Pride to all the people of God. disco mass so much and I think it's because it reminds me of this spring's gathering of the Episcopal House of Bishops anyway <laughs> this is true <laughs> just this March the every like twice a year the House of Bishops all the bishops in the Episcopal Church come together so in March they came together in North Carolina for their spring meeting, all of the Episcopal bishops, we're talking like 200 bishops from the US and 16 other countries, and a spontaneous dance party broke out. <laughs> it was during a break. Most of the bishops were still in the plenary room at their little round tables, and someone turned on the B-52's love shack. And then Kim Lucas, one of the newly elected black female bishops in the house. What? <laughs> yes, Lord. Kim started jumping up. And of course, even though I'm not a bishop, you know I jumped in. <laughs> and pretty soon, bishops were leaping and pouring out of their chairs. They were pulling up young ones and old ones. And the ones who couldn't get up were like rocking in their chairs. <laughs> And, and they were moving tables aside so that they had the room to do the twist and the monkey <laughs> and some disco, hey, and even a little hip-hop. I'm not going to try that. <laughs> and mostly they were just jumping and singing and laughing and dancing their hearts out. And it was really beautiful. And I got to tell you, it was especially beautiful because, and well, this is my secret, I really love watching straight white men dance. <laughs> there. <laughs> there. <laughs> 
sometimes they're awkward and it's like the beat is eluding them, but they're going to keep jumping up and down until they stomp on it, you know? <laughs> and, and sometimes they're really good dancers and then everybody acts all surprised, kind of <laughs> like the way they compliment me on being articulate, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> But anytime I see people dance, especially the ones who have been taught that it is not okay to let go, hello, my heart feels too big for my chest. Watching our bishops, it was like watching people break out and get free, like people moving as if their lives depended on it. It was like watching the fulfillment of what Paul wrote to the Galatians in the text we heard just a little while ago. For freedom, Christ has set us free. So stand firm and do not submit ever again to a yoke of slavery. Don't you do it. For you were called to freedom. Freedom, brothers and sisters and siblings. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but follow this commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Yes, those bishops cut loose. More than that, they experienced freedom in the spirit. As they danced and as they played, they were connecting and they were growing in care and love for one another. I saw it happen. With love shack blasting, they discovered the embodied joy that we were all created by God to know. Hear me now. Jesus Christ wants that joy, that freedom for every one of us. Somebody get some love right now. Come on. <laughs> Now, this may be news to you, but it's especially fitting to name this truth today, Pride Sunday. This is the day that we specifically celebrate and thank God for the freedom, the beauty, the wisdom, the strength, the generosity, the perseverance, the witness of LGBTQ plus people in this sanctuary, in this city, around the world. And maybe this is also the day that everybody gets to be a little more fabulous, a little more queer, a little more free. Today is the perfect day to declare what is truly the will of God, that we were called to freedom. Say it with me now, y'all. We were called to freedom. One more time. We were called to freedom. And this is a freedom that blossoms into love for God, who is love. It's a freedom that releases us to truly love all of our neighbors and our enemies. It is a freedom that makes it possible for us to truly, finally love ourselves. Now, maybe you already knew that. But I tell you what, it's news to almost anybody who's been paying attention to majority Christianity for the last 2,000 years. 
most people grab onto Paul's other words in Galatians. I'm not going to quote all of them, but, but he did say what the flesh desires is opposed to the spirit. What the spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. Oh, Paul. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Pronouncements like that have made life hell for a whole lot of us. For women, for people of color, for queer folk, for poor folk. We get associated with the body and with emotions and with a dangerous lack of reason and control. And then it's easy to disqualify us to hold positions of power or respect. Because all of this flesh, all of this lusciousness and emotion means we can't possibly heed to the spirit. And then it's okay to lock us up, chase us down, lock us out, kick us down, shut us up. Because how else are you going to control those people? Oh, the hatred of the flesh and anything that is queer or out of line, that fear has made life hell for too many. Do you know, I think it's also made life hell for cisgendered men, for white folk, for straight folk, for high class people. Because you see, they've been given this constricting set of rules for what it takes to hold power, to be leaders in the white man's world. And those rules, they tell them to cut off any relationship or a healthy relationship to the body or to pleasure or to emotion or even to the earth. If you're going to hold power, if you're going to be holy, well, then you can't raise your hands. You can't shake your hips. And you do not let yourself feel the beat or really feel much of anything at all. God help us. Those rules have hurt the privileged, cut them off from the fullness of life, and they have led the privileged to dominate and hurt the rest of creation. Are y'all with me? This is not the will of God. This is not the will of God. Because my friends, we were made for freedom. Say it again. We were made for freedom. Say it again, please. We were made for freedom. And that means we should all be dancing, trusting those dancing steps are going to get us one step closer to God. Did you know that one of the oldest ways of imagining the Trinity is three persons engaged in a never-ending dance? The desert monks of the fourth century described God as perichoresis. Choresis, as in dance or movement. Peri, as in around and around eternally. Can't you see them? Creator, Son, and Spirit. One God, three dancers, perfect harmony. And surprise of surprises, this God asks us to join the dance. God extends toward us, asking us to hold nothing back, to take the risk 
to be God's partner in the dance. What a glorious invitation. Amen? Amen. And if we accept it, well then, friends, we get swept up into the dancing life and the Spirit of God. And that's when the spirits of the fruit flow. It's all the good stuff that Paul named in Galatians. Love. Call that out with me as I name these gifts of the Spirit. Love. Love. Joy. Joy. Peace. Peace. Patience. Patience. Kindness. Kindness. Generosity. Generosity. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Gentleness. And some degree of (laughs) self-control. There is no law, Paul says, against these things. In other words, when you see those signs, the ones you just named, you know God is in it. We will see those fruits up and down the pride parade route this fine day. We will see the fruits of the Spirit. I have seen those fruits in the love of Calvin and Dan Sanborn Summers, who met at New York Pride 15 years ago and are now two daddies raising my four godchildren in a small town in Maine. Every day I am with them, I see the fruits of the Spirit. I've seen those fruits at every same-gender wedding that I have been blessed and privileged to perform. I've seen those fruits of the Spirit on the dance floor where half-naked people lift their voices our voices, (laughs) and swing to the beat and reach for the freedom and the love that the world has denied. I see those fruits of the Spirit right up in here. As we jump and pray to the beat in the name of the Most Holy God. So y'all, let it be a spiritual thing. Let it be a spiritual thing to stretch and to listen for the beat and to allow it to enter our bodies and move us around. You know, this morning, my prayer time was spent, and this is not on my text, my prayer time was spent with Beyonce and her homecoming album. Um, Every morning, I wake up to formation. I'm like, okay, ladies, now let's get into formation. (laughs) That's holy time. (laughs) Let it be a spiritual thing. To let the spirit enter our bodies and move us around like Queen Bee. Let it be a spiritual practice to walk up to someone who is sitting against the wall and say, I see you tapping your foot over there. Would you like to dance too? Let it be a spiritual practice to let your hair do fall out. And to make that ugly dance face because you know you got one. But it's all right because you don't care because something downright holy is going on. The pinnacle of Christian life is not a pure, pristine, hyper-controlled, spiritual existence that is in no way contaminated by the flesh. That's heresy. God is mind God is spirit. God is luscious flesh. God is already dancing. God is calling us to get free enough to join in.
Maybe that's what heaven is like. That moment, that place where everybody will be dancing. That blessed day when everybody will truly be a little more queer, a little more like Jesus, a little more free. Till then, I'll see you and God on the dance floor. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs>